Coop's house. The Houston Cougars come out victorious and end up 3-0 and to start the basketball season. Let's think happy thoughts. Talk basketball. Let's jump in. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, your daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Angel. Hit to break down all things Cougs. If you're a Yovich fan or just a hater who came to stop by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way you can some of the Cougs into your newsfeed each and every day. We appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first listen of the day. If you found us on YouTube, it's welcome back to the channel. It's so great to see you again. Remember, hit that subscribe button. I'm doing a giveaway every 17 or every 250 subscribers. We're approaching 1750 rapidly. So subscribe, get us there. Like and comment the video to let us know you're in the contest. If after talking today about Houston Cougar basketball, you just don't know what to say. You're more football guy. You're not sure what to make of these towels, these uh, games ahead of conference play, what have you. Tell us in the comments down below as I'm watching uh, the wrap-up of Monday Night Football, the most embarrassing way you've ever seen a game lost. Now, in a game that was won, Houston did end up knocking off uh, Stetson University Hatters. The Stetson University Hatters is a fun mascot name. 79 to 48. Uh, that was not the most telling news of the day, to say the least. Um, it did come out just before tip-off, about an hour before tip-off. Uh, we have a cause of death in the reg- case of Reggie Cheney. Um, we're not going to spend too long talking about it, but it was determined to be an accidental fentanyl overdose uh, based on the toxicity reports, things like that, and the autopsy. Um, as you said in the moment, several months ago at this point, um, there was no answer to that question that was going to make anyone feel good. Um, I'm sure that because of what it was, there will be all kinds of people talking about it, those kinds of things. Uh, you know, I really just want to make sure we mentioned it and say that we're not going past it. We're not not talking about it. Um, but at the end of the day, like there's no... It's awful. It's unfortunate. It's sad. Um, there's nothing we can say or do that's going to make it any easier. Uh, and there was no answer that we we're going to get that was going to make it any easier. Um, you know, we could talk a, a full, long, and hard time talking about this, that, and the other thing having to do with what happened. Uh, I'm going to choose on this episode to talk about Houston Cougar basketball um, because, frankly, uh, Bad news needs distraction sometimes. And I don't mean to say that there are not, you know, feelings to dive into there for people when those kind of things pop up, but we're going to keep talking about basketball. Houston did win about an hour later from that news dropping uh, tip off uh, against Stetson in the Fertitta Center. Houston won 79 to 48. It was still weirdly one of those games that Houston plays where we're in a close game for about the first eight minutes at the 12 minute mark in the first half. It was nine to six Houston. Um, Houston actually scored first, then Stetson hit a couple of threes. And uh, that was their unanswered six points. Uh, They never had six unanswered points again in the course of the basketball game. Um, Houston had multiple double-digit runs. I think their biggest run was a 17-point unanswered run later later in the game. Um, Stetson finishing with with 23 turnovers. The story of the game was that in the first half, they had 17 turnovers. Houston had 13 steals. And Stetson went into halftime with just 16 points those numbers are all dangerously close together folks that's not a good way to win a basketball game if you're stetson hatters i keep loving to say that mascot stetson hatters it is named after stetson apparently uh the same stetson that made the hat company donate a large sum of money the entire school renamed themselves ultimately named their mascot after him as well fun facts from parker here um 
storyline of the game. Uh, we're going to talk in the second segment about favorite lineups and things we saw from lineups in this game. Um, I want to talk some of the last segment about getting ready for the Charleston Classic this weekend and what we can take from this game and getting ready for that. With a couple of like ah, injury kind of moments in this game. Uh, in the first half, Jamal Shedd uh, walked off the court grabbing his foot and ankle. He did come back in the game in the second half and played fine. Um, I commented on Twitter as I live tweet games whenever I can get to, uh, you know, in coaching basketball, so I can get hard sometimes. So, um, Jamal Shedd appeared to uh, kind of twist an ankle foot. Uh, I mentioned if it were like the Kansas game in mid-February, uh, he'd probably just be playing through it. Um, but in the first half, they pulled him out and checked out. I'm sure they checked it out more at halftime. He went back in the second half. It was fine. Um, kind of on the inverse of that, Jawan Roberts played just eight minutes in this basketball game. Sounds like his knee was a little, you know, not great going in. Um knee was bothering a little bit and they just kind of said you know what we don't play again until thursday but they're gonna play thursday friday and saturday back to back to back days might as well take the rest of the money and off he played just eight minutes wasn't effective eight minutes for what it's worth um in his eight minutes he did have uh, a rebound and a steal um and frankly, I thought he had an assist, but I guess it was a hockey assist. Now that I think about the play I'm thinking of. Uh, other guys filled the stat for Houston. Obviously, uh, we're going to say this a lot this season, but LJ Cryer led the way in scoring 21 points on 15 shots, 3-6 from behind the arc. Um, nice to see him find his three-point shot. He was a tremendous shooter at Baylor, and we knew that's where we would get coming into Houston. It was nice to see him find that range um i was impressed by a couple guys coming off the bench uh jojo tugler i didn't realize it only ended up with two points we had two points two steals a block and assist four rebounds he was all over the floor in his 15 minutes on it he really did feel like he fit a couple different roles and was just again buy stock now folks jojo tugler's the real deal um i this is going to be a tremendous houston cougar uh like development project of the course of his career it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch um his Length and range, motor, all those kinds of things. I frankly would have thought he'd had more rebounds, blocks, and steals. And then I'm like, oh, wait, he was only the floor, on the floor 15 minutes. Um, and frankly, some of those were in the garbage time at the end where they're kind of slowing things down. Um, Terrence Arsenal had a very similar kind of impact in the game. He played 22 minutes. He's the guy that filled in a lot once Jawan um, took his time off because he was, you know, uh, resting up his knee. Uh, Arsenal finished with 10 points three steals, uh, two rebounds, a block, and an assist. Again, kind of poking his way into a bunch of spots on the stat sheet. Uh, Damian Dunn came and got 15 points off the bench early. He had his own run in the first half coming off the bench where it felt like the microwave of the 80s, right, when uh, Michael Johnson came off the the bench for the Lakers. Um, He would do all kinds of stuff as well, but the thing he does not comes off the bench is I don't know. Maybe this is just a shocker to me, but he comes to the bench and is already like ready to shoot. I feel like most guys come off the bench needing to get a couple of possessions, a couple of plays, maybe a set their way, something to get into the flow of the action, get a layup, get some free throws, kind of get ready to go. He comes off the bench ready to shoot the basketball. It's really, really impressive. Uh, obviously, we saw him do the same thing at Temple a year ago uh, when they pulled their high two scores off the bench. It's just interesting to see it happen for us because frankly the way like we used to play such a high speed and high tempo all the time um he comes in off the bench ready to do that as well and it's really really interesting to watch happen and unfold for houston uh javier francis had his seven rebounds i thought he had blocks they called one of them a steal so we end up with two steals um and the seven rebounds i think the interesting thing there was that like um 
the interesting thing there on the seven rebounds was like all those rebounds that I can like I can think of four on the top of my head very quickly. Um, he is like seizing the basketball, like really like pulling it and tucking it away. Um, I you know maybe say he tucks away a little low, but in the grand scheme of things, he's like snagging the basketball there, which is a ton of fun to watch. Um, the one block that I thought he had, that I guess got ruled a steal. He two hand smacked it. Um, I guess it might've been more of a deflection. It looks like, um, but it was so close to the shooter's hand. I guess technically it's, can you determine if it was a shot or a pass kind of stuff? Um, really impressive day out of him as well. Um, and then I'm going to always look at uh, what Emmanuel Sharp is doing. He got four threes off and didn't make any. Now, here's the thing. We talked in the first game about it's going to be a rotation of shooters. And Houston's going to have a bunch of different guys get hot at different points of the season. If it's Damian Dunn tonight, it'll be Emmanuel Sharp on Thursday. It'll be Terrence Arsenal on Friday. It'll be Jamal Shedd on Saturday. It'll be Juwan Roberts one of those days. So somebody's going to pop off and get hot each and every day. The goal is to stay healthy. And while Jawan Roberts rested his knee and, and uh, Jamal Shedd, took some time off in the first half for his ankle. They were able to stay healthy. And if you need to stay healthy, if you have unexpected reason why you can't stay healthy, you got to make sure you talk to our buddies over at Jace Medical. It's Jace Medical offers the Jace case, which is a way for me and you to make sure we have all of these different protective measures at home ready to go. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All takes to get the Jace case to fill out a simple online form, and in some cases, jump on a quick call with the board-certified physicians, and you get ongoing care from the physicians or any treatment uh, or any kind of related questions like that. Dr. Create and Dr. Man, the Jace case offers all kinds of treatments and antibiotics for life-saving emergencies just to have on deck just in case. And if you use promo code LOCKED ON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, you get $20 off. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. Now, in the second segment, I talk about lineups because people ask, Parker, why do you play these games against the Stetson Hatters to open up, uh, you know, the week I was November 13th, open up the week. You got Charleston classic this weekend. Why can't you go play, you know, Baylor played Auburn already this year or, uh, Arizona and Duke played. Why, why would Houston want to mess around with these Stetson Hatters? First of all, I'd argue that people say the same thing about Penn and also what Penn did in Villanova. Penn comes to town on December 30th, folks. That'll be a fun, fun game. But I think that the real trick is for Houston, trying to find a new identity, a post-Marcus Sasser identity, you get a game like this one to go through and try out a bunch of different lineups, see what those lineups do against different types of teams. You saw in Stetson, a team that ran a lot of zone, a lot of trapping zone out of it. They also, for what it's worth, have a ton of length. They're several inches taller and longer um, in wingspan than the... Uh, NCAA averages across Division One, so it's a real size. I mean, to kind of see in a low stakes game because you ought to win it. You have more talent. You get to see what Houston can do against those different things and find different ways to continue to perfect your craft. One thing I love watching Kelvin do in these games because Kelvin is a Hall of Fame coach is to watch him put out different lineups and see what they get. So I took down a couple notes on lineups that I really really enjoyed watching in this game and some lineups I think are interesting and provide interesting options for Houston right now. 
there is no singular in college basketball, especially in the Big 12, there'll be no singular lineup that is necessarily any more valuable than others. The kind of lineup that beats Kansas is not necessarily the same kind of lineup that beats Texas. It's not necessarily the kind of lineup that beats Kansas State. It's not necessarily the lineup that kind of beats Baylor, right? All these different teams in the Big 12 have different strengths. If you can cover the size of Dickinson and Adams and the big guards at Kansas, that doesn't necessarily mean you can keep with the speed and athleticism of a Baylor, right? You got to have options and versatility. And I think Houston has it, right? Houston, I think, is going to do very, very well. But you get to see them try out different things. And the first line I want to talk about, I got three lineups. Three, one, two, three. Uh, the first one line I want to talk about is uh, Malik Wilson, LJ Cryer, Damian Dunn, Terrence Arsenal, and JoJo Tugler. Now, that is a small lineup at the forward spot with Terrence Arsenal at the four and JoJo Tugler at the five, but a really big guard lineup in Malik Wilson and Damian Dunn as two of your three guard type players. You got the shooting of Cryer and Dunn on the floor at the same time. But what I thought was interesting about this lineup that they rolled on the floor for a few minutes against Stetson was to see the switchability because Cryer is about 6'2 listed. But other than that, Wilson is a tall 6'5. Damon Dunn is a tall 6'5. Terrence Arsenal is a tall 6'5. Joshua Tugler is a crazy, wicked long 6'8 and change. You really are functionally almost the same size with some extra length at the Tugler spot across the board. And so really, this is a switchable defense as Houston can offer and you can have you know Wilson and Dunn and Arsenal are really fairly interchangeable so any action they're involved in they're just switching or bearing and rotating and I guess they call it monstering not bearing but they're doing all kinds of rotations and things like that and that can really fluster a defense because truthfully if you can switch every screen you're never and not give up a mismatch you're never out of position from the screen. You kind of negate that as an advantage, right? So I really like the way that that lineup covers things up. Now, it is a smaller lineup, and Tugler's high motor, and Terrence Arsenal is, frankly, like knack for knowing where the balls come off the rim. Damon Dunn's got some old man wisdom to him and some strength. Malik Wilson can fly. You've got some ways to negate that, but I don't know if that lineup is just like great against like Hunter Dickinson as much as it's great against like Baylor, right? Because the size switchability offers a bunch of different things in that. I also think it's worth pointing out that if Damian Dunn is hot, if Terrence Arsenal continues to grow as a shooter, he shot pretty well on Monday night. That lineup creates a lot of spacing for like a Malik Wilson and JoJo Tugler pick and roll because then you have two crazy athletes attacking the rim with a bunch of shooters around them, right? Um, That's a really, really fun option. Another fun option was I saw Jamal Shedd, Malik Wilson, Emmanuel Sharp, Jojo Tugler and Javier Francis all on the floor at the same time. And this was a very short lived lineup. Um, I'm not really positive why, but you have three point guard type guys and shed Wilson and sharp on the floor, right? Three guys that can bring the ball to the floor and effectively run an offense. You have the shooting of if Wilson's shot is what we think it will be. And Emmanuel sharp on the floor at the same time. You have the size of Tugler and Francis on the floor at the same time. You have the length, frankly, of Tugler and Francis on the floor at the same time. And the defensive intensity of Francis, the rim, Jamal shed the point of attack, Jojo Tugler roam around there somewhere, right? Like this offers a bunch of different things. Now, if, Malik Wilson is not hitting his jump shot that day. Or if Manu Sharp has a day like he had on Monday where he goes 0 for 4 from 3, 
the shooting and spacing its lineup is a little troublesome. So in a matchup where you might need to have a higher scoring kind of day because they just knock down tough shots, and sometimes it's just like they practice too, we got to go score, right? Um, at those kinds of moments and those kinds of games, which like UT Austin might be, you could run into like, this this lineup can't keep up from a scoring front, right? Um, crazy length at the rim, though, with Tugler and Francisville at the same time. And you're going to have Wilson and Shed on the perimeter funneling things in. I mean, you'll see a lot of block shots, a lot of steals from guys trying to make extra one too many passes in this lineup. Really, really fun lineup defensively. And if Sharp and Wilson are hitting, I could see I could offer some points offensively, but that's hoping for a couple different things to be happening. I think Sharp will be on more often than he's not, but more than just that has to happen for that line to have points. I will say if the spacing is working, you also have two different roll options or even a Spain pick and roll option coming off a Jamal Shed attack in the rim. A lot of fun. That's what the last lineup I saw against uh, Stetson I wanted to point out here was Jamal Shed, LJ, uh, LJ Cryer, Emmanuel Sharp, Terrence Arsenal, and JoJo Tugler. Shed, Cryer, Sharp, Arsenal, Tugler. Um, super, super small lineup, right? Arsenal's at 6'5 and change long arms, but he's your four man. JoJo Tugler, 6'8 and change crazy long arms. He's your center. Uh, you got two different 6'2 and under type guys as the point guards. And Emmanuel Sharp is not much taller playing the technical small forward position. But here's what I love about this lineup you got so much energy, motor, et cetera, on the floor at one time with the way that Sharp crashes in for rebounds. You could also, if Ramon Walker is making his threes, put him in that spot to me, but we know Sharp is a great shooter, right? Um, but the way he crashes offensive rebounds, Jamal sheds intensity in the perimeter. Terrence Arsenault's great length and defense in the perimeter. JoJo Tug goes all over the floor. Um, all those kinds of things create a high-energy motor defensive unit that worked pretty well frankly, uh, for its stretch against Stetson. Uh, it also is probably the best shooting lineup you can roll out there, right? Um, Jamal Shea, we know, is not a legacy shooter, but can shoot with the ball pretty well when you give him, to, when you give him space. Uh, LJ Crayer and Manuel Sh- uh, Sharp are legacy shooters. We know that they'll be treated that way, and they walk in the gym. They need to be covered. Uh, Terrence Arsenal looks better shooting this year. We also know he got the mid-range and a great job last year. So that's your four spot. You have a lot of shooting. And if you have all that shooting, right, even if Shed is not necessarily having his best day, you suddenly have a lot of spacing for Jamal Shedd. Jojo Tuckler pick and roll, and that is two high motor athletes attacking the rim in a way that you can't help off of the other guys to come help out with it, right? And so offensively, this just so defensively, this lineup offered a lot of stuff on the perimeter and a lot of motor behind it at the rim. Offensively, this lineup could be high power the same way. Like think about like a death lamp, the Warriors team. They want super small with Draymond at the five, those kinds of things. Now I'm not saying that Jojo Tuckler is Draymond green, although he is 18 years old folks. Um, I will say that the way that this would, you know, plus minus of this could in the right game, be that kind of a death lineup feel because of how quickly they could fill up the cup. They hit threes, 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 and give up a two every here and there, but threes, 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 right? This could be a, a rain it down kind of day. I could see Damian Dunn fitting in as well. He's not the same explosive athlete as Terrence Arsenal, but he's got a little more width and strength to him, so he might fill in with the four spot there some too. A fun, fun lineup for sure. And you'll notice in several of those lineups, I mentioned a handful of new Houston Cougars. And if you are running a small business or something like that, and you need somebody new or to find some new people to help add to your team the way that 
Cryer and Dunn and Tugler and these guys added to the Houston Cougars, you can try out LinkedIn Jobs because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right hire for your team faster and for free. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you've accessed the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs to find the right people for your team faster for free. Again, qualified candidates you want to talk to faster for free. Post your job free at Locked On at linkedin.com slash locked on college. It's just that fast. I'm just going too fast. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post draft for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. So obviously the biggest thing in getting healthy and getting through games like that one or that you're getting ready for whatever comes next. And what comes next for the Houston Cougar basketball program is this week they play on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in what's called the Charleston Classic. It's usually classic. A handful of, I think this year there are eight teams there. It's a fun, non-conference, not round-robin, but three-round tournament. You guaranteed three games at this place. And we know Houston opens with Towson. Um, Houston ended up actually being one of the headliners in a lot of ways in this event. Houston opens with Towson. Towson... We'll preview again later this week. Uh, they play on Thursday, so I guess we maybe talk a little bit about them on Wednesday. Wednesday going into Thursday. Um, Towson's 2-1. and one. They played one Power 5 team so far, and they lost Colorado. Uh, Towson's currently 141st in Kinpom. Um, I will say in looking at them, they play longer possessions statistically and analytically uh, based on like uh, seconds spent with the ball. Um and how many times they have to reset the shot clock, da, 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 right? Uh, they spend longer possessions than Stetson did, um, which could lead to, again, a slow start again. They're fairly normal size and have the same size advantage as Stetson would have had. Um, I watched some of the Colorado games just over the weekend trying to find something to get ready for the week. Um, and I love watching college basketball because I coach basketball, and it's always good to steal stuff. Um, Colorado was able to jump out on them early. I thought it was interesting. Um, Houston's had trouble with that in all three of their games so far, but Colorado's able to like kind of run them at the gym. But frankly, Colorado had Colorado has Andy Lampkin. I don't remember Eddie Lampkin from TCU. He was in the transport. We talked about does he want to come to Houston? He's from Houston, right? He's at Colorado now. Um, they had no one that could match up with that guy. And so they were able to exploit that and jump out ahead early. And Towson never really recovered. Uh, to me, the athlete Houston has for that is Jamal Shedd. Jamal Shedd has been like kind of limiting his minutes thus far. Uh, you heard Kelvin Sampson in the post game on Monday that he wants to kind of limit minutes for all the guys kind of have an extended March when he felt, felt like they ran out of gas last year. Um, but Jamal should have point guard is a tough, tough cover. I could also see Houston using some of their, uh, you know, high motor guys like Tugler or whatever to be kind of that advantage. But whatever the case may be, um, Houston, Houston jumps out early in this one. It should be an easy game. Um, the, most common set they ran in Colorado, from what I could tell, was a very simple Spain pick and roll. Spain meaning you screen the screener. So you run a simple high pick and roll from like your center and point guard, and then your power forward or small forward comes up and screens the roll man as they're rolling to the basket and creates confusion for the defense on who switches where and who's who's on first kind of stuff. It also typically helps if the screen, the screen, the second screener is a shooter because then they can pop on if the entire thing collapses in the rim, you can kick it out for a jump shot, right? Um, I've always assumed it was called Spain pick and roll because the Gasol brothers ran this so well in like the mid-aughts Olympics. But I in basketball nerdism digressions, I that's the most common set I could see them running. Um, 
I will say, as far as we talk about the different lineups that Houston runs, the easiest thing to do against the Spain pick and roll is to switch a bunch of stuff. And we talked about the switchability in a couple of those lineups that Houston offers. Um, being an intense defensive team helps on a lot of that, folks. And so I could see Houston coming out and doing that. The guys they put in that screen are a pair of guys named Charles Thompson, who's a more traditional 6'8 big, and Tyler Tejada, who's a 6'7 big who can shoot it a little bit. Uh, they're the guys involved in that Spain pick-and-roll action uh, with Dylan Williamson being their ball handler going downhill attacking off of it. He's a very normal point guard, uh, traditional point guard, not a – high-flying score point guard uh, from what I can tell. Um, again, Tejada, the, the big, can shoot a little bit off the popping off the Spain pick and roll. They're both longer. I didn't realize they were listed at 6'8 and 6'7. They looked bigger than that on screen. And so I would imagine that it attributes to length, a little bit of shoulder size, stuff like that. Houston should be able to handle business there. And if they handle business there, they get the winner of uh, Utah and Wake Forest. Um, Utah is ranked higher most analytical things. Um, thus far, Utah has played Eastern Washington and UC Riverside, so not a whole lot to take away from that yet. I'm sure we'll dive into that as we play. As we figure out when we play them. Uh, whereas Wake Forest played Elon, um, Alonzo, North, small school in North Carolina, and then played Georgia. They lost a close one to Georgia on the road last Friday night. Um and that's actually probably one we can dive some more into a little, get a little bit more takeaways from that. Um, I'll probably have that in my, each of those kind of scan reports in my back pocket once we find it on Thursday night, which one we play. Houston plays really late on Thursday, uh, but they will know who they play, uh, win or lose, because the way the bracket works, if you, you know, the two winners between the Utah Wake Forest game will play the, the winner of the Wake Forest Utah game will play the winner of the Towson Houston game. The loser of the Wake Forest Utah game will play the loser of the Towson Houston game, right? So we will know who we play definitively by the end, and we're going to play one of those two teams. Um, I have to say that um, the kind of fun matchup in this is actually what could theoretically happen in a consolation or in a final game you can play like an lsu you could get to see uh you know st john's and rick patino there's a bunch of different options on the other side of the bracket that could be really fun to play as well all in all it's a ton of great experience going into big 12 play and conference play later this year a good early test for the houston cougars later this week and i think that those lineups we saw them roll out against teams like setson will be really really important to success in that tournament now we got a lot of stuff to talk about this week we got Charleston Classic. We got Dana Holgerson in the football program take on Oklahoma State in the final home football game of the year. Bowl eligibility is still possible, folks. They got to win both games remaining, but it is still a possibility. Uh, Oklahoma State has lost to Southern Alabama and UCF. They've also beaten some really good teams. So who knows who we see on Saturday? Um, the inverse of that is that Houston plays Central Florida the week after, and it's hard to tell what they got Central Florida either, right? So. Fun football stuff to talk about as well and as we wrap up that regular season and are hoping for a postseason of some sort. All the things going on there, all the things happening with Cougar football basketball programs are all happening here at Locked on Cougs, your daily spot for all things Houston Cougars. So make sure you subscribe down below. And for a second listen today, as I'm talking about basketball today, I'm going to recommend we have a podcast, Locked on College Basketball, all things college basketball. Andy and I do a great job with that one. It's relatively new. I think it's just over a year old. So make sure you go check that out for your second listen if you're a basketball person. You made it this far, you got to be a basketball person, right? Got to be. Thank you all again so much. Locked on Cougs, the Primate Locked on Podcast. That means your team, our Cougs, every day. 
Go Cougs.